created live on Fireside. Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Human Challenge, where we explore all of the human challenges, the challenges of being human, and how we can challenge ourselves to be more human for the greater good. I'm your host, Vanessa Berlano, and today we are joined by the amazing Cher Jones, CEO of Socially Active Training. How are you, Cher? I am fantastic. This is the first time I'm using the Fireside app. I signed up when you invited me and I was just like, wow, this is great. I get to actually uh, use it in the wild. <laughs> you know, I'm so used to controlling every little thing. And yeah, no, this is great. It's true. It's very like free flowing. I And I, I think, and I know that you do a lot of your own like content production. So it's nice when it's just, it's sort of, you just got to press a few things and it kind of happens. <laughs> just magic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah and my, and my exactly. dad is like big setup. Look at the setup behind <laughs> me, right? So it's just like, oh, I mean, I just have to go boom and we're live. It's great. <laughs> it is. It's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy for you to be here. Um, and I'm happy to see you. We, we know each other from our corporate circles and I haven't seen you and spoken to you in like a year, I think. So it's always exactly. so wonderful. And I know you're all over the place. You're in the US, you're in Canada doing your thing. And um, I always loved what you do because I always thought that it was just like, it was just so different. I think it was not something that I think people offer and I don't think it, it's something that's really missing, right? Especially when we like for professionals and then both in the workplace. And so maybe if you can start off by telling us a little bit about what you do, um, and how you work with people and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So this is an exciting topic. And I think that everybody really needs to lean in and pay attention. I'm not just saying that cause I'm talking about it, but it's all about your brand at work. And so what I do is I work with leaders and their teams as well as consultants and help them build their personal brand at work so that it not only helps them in what they do every single day, it also helps them build their future, their career, and it makes the company they work with and work for, it, it makes that, that company look good. So there's so many nuances to this because now the way we used to get ahead, there was a very clear direct path and hopefully you got the attention, but now it's like the branded wheel gets the grease. So if you do not build a brand that helps you to not only do your job, grow your career, and enhance the company brand, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. You might be forgotten. And that's the problem. It's not that people don't think you can do the job. Either they didn't know that you could or they've forgotten you. And that really sucks. Totally. No, and I and you know, and I know for myself, I mean, I worked in corporate. I worked in tech for about 10 years and I worked in corporate for a fair majority of that. And um, you know, yes, to be heard, it can definitely be a bit of a challenge. And I think that's why I like, I wish I had known about what you did when I was in corporate, because I would have loved to have leveraged that because it's not enough just to deliver anymore. You know what I mean? You can't like silently deliver in a corner. Um, you know, I've launched really big projects. I worked at a, at a telco and I launched a, an investment platform that allowed our employees to invest in startups. Like no other corporate company launched that, but I was doing that all on my own. And when it came time for me, I wanted to move up. It was like, no, it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I did because I kind of did it silently in my corner, despite it being massively successful. Like we raised $800,000 in 36 hours. And then at the end of the That's day, I ended up leaving that. because there was no opportunity there because just, it was like, I wasn't heard and it didn't make sense. <laughs> I was like, you know, to deliver, like it just it doesn't exist. matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the Jedi I was this mind ghost. Trick, right? Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. that's crazy. So, 
yeah, it was, it was, it was really disappointing and really disheartening, but I think that's exactly it, right? It's like, how are you, you can do your work, but how are you building your brand, building your persona? How are you, um, how are you doing that and actively being involved in, in the workplace? Right. So I think it's absolutely fantastic what you do. Um, the other thing I think is so interesting is I remember your background is in journalism, correct? I think yes. you came from journalism. So I'm very, very curious and very intrigued a bit about that and then how that led you to what you're doing today. Okay. So, I mean, especially when you get to like the almost so crazy, but like the halfway point, the half century point in your life, I'm not there yet, but I'm creeping up, right? I'm millennial adjacent. And um, so the interesting <laughs> thing is that, um, you know, you, you take these little twists and turns in your, in your career, like as far as what you do. So I started my career in broadcast journalism. I worked in sports broadcasting to be specific with the rap. And then um, I did that for about five years and that just was not conducive to that, that side of my life at the time my children were young and um, working nights and weekends in the basketball season is like working in the school season, right? And, and then when road trips and they're going on West Coast, like, you know, I'm not getting home till two, three o'clock in the morning sometimes. So it just wasn't working and that's fine. So I pivoted and moved from broadcast journalism into marketing and copywriting. And from there, I moved into PR and communications. And then the last job that I held was with the city of Toronto, where I was responsible for an entire division's communications planning, working with the media, prepping the mayor, prepping the, the counselors on the division that I worked with. And I was in charge of all of that. So I had to constantly be creating and writing communications plans. And the interesting thing, this was around 2000 and, and 2009 or 2000, yeah, 2009 to 2013. That was that era of my life. But the interesting thing is that's when social media started to pick up. Right. Obama had won the elections a lot, leveraging social media. They can attribute that to his momentum and um, and part of how he he arrived into office. And um, the thing was, is like most communicators, traditional communicators weren't very um, savvy when it came to social media. So I developed a social like a social media training program for all of the communicators in the city. And there is. At that time, the city of Toronto employed 37,000 people, right? It's one of the biggest, it is the biggest government in, in, in uh, Canada and top five in North America. But um, they had 25 people who had access to social media at that time, and I was one of them. So it was very small. Helped them develop their policies, training programs. Anyways, that had me, then people noticed me and started saying, hey, Cher, can you speak to youth? or newcomers about social media and making sure that it doesn't ruin their opportunities for jobs. And I'm like, well, instead of looking at it from a deficit point, what about the asset side of it? And this is when personal branding was starting to be a conversation, but it wasn't a term yet. It was more reputation, which is synonymous. They're, they're synonymous, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it was interesting. So I started to pivot and then I just started to get my internal clients referring me outwards. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a real thing. And then so leveraging, if we look at content, so leveraging my, my broadcasting experience, putting together packages, also doing some on-air work as well while I was doing all that. And so being able to, to be on camera, putting together stories, telling stories, and then the magic of copywriting and how to write in a captivating but 
conversion-minded way, right? And then also the communication planning, <coughs> it's a perfect recipe for personal branding. And then so, uh, you know, fast forward 10 years later, I've iterated to innovate and here I am working with corporate professionals and teams and teaching them how to brand themselves at work for work. Uh, yeah, and I think that's absolutely fantastic. I absolutely love that story. Um, and I do like the kind of natural progression of it. Um, and yeah, I think your experience really lends well to it. I remember telling you a bit about my brand and I, re and I remember you, like, it was like, you kind of heard me and said things back to me that, that, that was like, that I, I was like, yeah, how did you know? And so like you, like, it's like a gift that you have. And I know that it's a gift because I remember that day and I remember you telling me, yeah. So it's like, doo -doo -doo -doo, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Thank you. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I think, I think it's great and I absolutely, I absolutely love it. Um, so you work both with corporate organizations and their teams, but then you do work as well with individuals, right? And so when we talk about the benefits that, that you, that what you do offers to both of these groups, um, are they vastly different, the benefits to both groups um, or not? not? Not at all. So even like in the startup space, as they're you know if they're selling to corporate they've got to show up the same way right mm -hmm. and so whether it's individuals whether it's corporate teams um or startup teams for example as long as it's in that corporate space because that's that's a whole communications plan in itself and really what it is at the end of the day we, we decide who we trust we know that especially now with ai and everything else coming out and anybody can look like they're smart because they, they posted a, um, you know, chat GPT, a blog article or whatever the case, whatever AI generated blog article or whatever, but there's so much more to it. And now we validate people before we even decide to take their meeting, reply to their email, you know, um, respond to their, their voice message. We're literally, who are they? So it's interesting now when we, we see how we leverage LinkedIn, while we still have the mindset that LinkedIn is a place where you look for jobs, we use it every single day to, to validate someone's credibility. Who are they? Why should I listen to them? Why should I return their call? Right? So instead of looking like the last job you applied for with the new title updated, you, you, we as, as individuals, we need to start positioning what we do now and how we help now so that when I'm looking you up, I'm setting, you're literally setting me up for success of, oh, this is how I can work with Vanessa. This is what Vanessa does. This is the language that I need to use to then circulate that with my team. This is why we're meeting with Vanessa today, because this is what she does. Right, right. And so now from a, how does this influence, I guess, from a work culture perspective, you know, we're all about the human challenge. And I always think one of the human challenges now that we talk about is diversity, equity, and inclusion. So how does that sort of fit into all of this picture as well? This actually supercharges any sort of diversity, equity, inclusion program, because some of the big things is um, there's that whole idea of sponsorship and, and championing individuals. Mm -hmm. A lot of times these programs are not, they're not as successful as they could be because the, the relationships um, are not being fueled with what they need to, to accelerate those introductions, to, to, really, to really create the trust in I'm extending my brand for you. So like looking at it from the sponsor perspective is I'm bringing you in and I'm gonna, I'm gonna connect you with my network. 
But if that, um, if that person who's leveraging this relationship is like not ready for prime time, meaning that there's nothing that they can use, it's like there is a big disconnect there. So that visibility piece, that, that trust piece, because um, you got to look at content, um, whether it's internal on LinkedIn or internally shared through email or whatever, like people don't need, it doesn't all have to go on LinkedIn is what I'm trying to communicate there. But you got to look at that as your receipts the receipts that prove that you say what you can, you, you proving what you say you did, showing what you do, right? And showing others that they can trust you to do what you do because here's the proof, right? So those are receipts. Those are, your, like, those are your, your work receipts. So things like that. So from that perspective, there's so much around um, that championing talent, but also visibility, right? So if most people, will find themselves working a job, doing their job well, and being left in that job because they can be forgotten, because stuff's getting done without being noticed. So that whole piece around showing up and letting, giving people the language to talk about you, giving people the idea of what you do and staying top of mind increases opportunities for advancement, visibility, recognition when you walk into a meeting, and also trust and credibility. And then the final piece, and then I'll give the mic back to you, that final piece is from the talent attraction piece, right? So when you can see the caliber and diverse talent at a company, right, this now makes me want to work with you right? Or work for you because you're seeing who's a part of this team now more than ever. Um, you know, you've got top talent looking to see, well, who am I working with? Right. And why? So being able to, to, to do that and, and collaborate with your, your talent and showcase who's there and not from a, like a grandstanding perspective, but just really showcasing your talent will attract other, other people. So you see, there's so many different avenues for leveraging this in diversity inclusion programs and it is a must-have it's absolute must-have now right and it's, it sounds like essentially it's really about kind of aligning right people to the the organization right just kind of putting people in alignment and i think in a very authentic way because you're still it's like how can we align people but make sure they still have their voices right which i think is like yes. crucial in a corporate setting especially when we're talking about diversity equity inclusion i've worked in some organizations where every you know i think obviously there's a desire that people really do want to you know help but it's so sometimes it always felt very imposing. It was like, we're going to help you, but we're going to help you in our way instead of giving people right. the floor to share. Let us know what kind of help you need. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And they, you know, they want to create all these opportunities for networking and, and, and visibility and all that stuff. But this is closing the loop on that. This is so the building, the trust, seeing the credibility, <clears throat> giving someone the language to advocate for you, to champion you when you're not in the room, when they can just like pull up your internal profiles, your internal, especially if they have an internal social media network, um, external stuff, reports, like anything that you can share that can, again, boost that confidence, boost that trust. And then on top of that, you look at now, companies are hungry for good content and the best way they can do that is to collaborate with those who work for the for the company itself and create that content or um, amplify their content because there's so many times where you might be going to speak speak on behalf of your company and mm -hmm. they should be amplifying that because it, it's, it's a good look both ways and it's a win-win right 
Totally. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I can see how, um, you know, social media really has created that, you know, that how do we, how do we work together? You know, how do we bring our employees and our corporations together in this, in this way? Um, I think that's really fantastic. Um, I have two more questions for you. Uh, the first one, you kind of touched on it when you said, you know, you mentioned that LinkedIn is not the only channel, right, that you have to be communicating. Yes. And so I'm kind of curious about that. Like, how, you know, yeah, you know, we, we can't, we use social media to express, you know, our, ourselves and our brand. Um, but in a workplace, right, we don't all use social media within. So how do you have any, um, I guess, tips or anything you can share? Like, what are some of the ways that we can express our brand um, in the workplace that we obviously where we can't use things like social media? Right. Um, so uh, most companies now do have internal, um, not most, that's, that's, that wouldn't be fair, but a lot of companies do have an internal place where they can either, whether it's internal employee communications, whether it is an actual internal network where they can post or at least create a profile so that um, when we're looking people up, that's something that um, you can you can influence again the language that people use when they when they talk about you because at the end of the day, um, they only know what they know and you are their best source. Even though they've heard something, you are still the best source to give them exactly what they need to know and then hopefully what you said and who you are aligns so that it's authentic and true. Um, but on top of that, there are opportunities for you to create content that will never go on the internet. That could show um, interviews with, let's say you're leading a team, interviews with some of your team members, you can create content on the win, showcase culture moments, um, create those moments, or this is what we did as a team, and share that. Those content pieces, again, are receipts, right? So that is receipts of your success and, and you look at what a company is um, valuing and try to align the content that you create and share it in a report, share it in an email, share it with the right people who need to see this information. If you're doing something, um, say for example, you wanna speak more on behalf of the company and you're speaking outside of the company, let's say for a professional association or even a community association has nothing to do with it, but we see the transferable skills show the proof to the right people to say, hey, here's what I've done here. You can trust me to do it somewhere else if the opportunity exists. Because there's this whole concept that I call the hidden opportunity market. And you want to be ready for those opportunities to, again, they're, they're most likely visibility opportunities where you can speak at a conference for the company. You can speak on a, a webinar, um, go to a community event, whatever it is. There's so many opportunities that people are missing out on because others don't know that you even have the skill set to, to do it. Right, right. That's, um, I think those are really great things to think about. Um, and like I said, I wish I kind of understood that because there are so many, you know, things that we achieve in the workplace that we can share. Like you said, you know, whether it's an email, whether it's the actual deliverable itself and, and how do you get that out, known out there in an authentic way, right? And I think that's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. My last question to you is any tips for maybe three tips for those of us who are looking to elevate our brand in the workplace? What are some things that we should consider? Yes. Um, so the first thing, I, it, it's a bit of a plug, but not really. Um, if you go to personalbrandingquiz.com, if you take that quiz, it will give you the top three things that you should do right away on your personal brand, depending on, on where your answers lead you. But to, to give some general tips, the most important thing you need to do right now is check out your LinkedIn profile. Does it advocate for you, right? Does it make people want to work with you, for you, refer you? champion you and learn from you. 
So that is like, those are my KPIs for a winning personal brand at work, right? And um, it has to give me the language to talk about you. So basically what I want people to do is look at their LinkedIn profile. If someone were to just use that to talk about you right now, are they talking about what you did or are they talking about what you do? based off of the information that you've provided. So that's the first thing. Make sure everything's up to date, of course, like the typical things like your picture and stuff like that. But that, I really want you to focus on the messaging and the language. Second thing I want you to do is start looking for proof points. Whether you're posting it online or just saving it on your phone from now, when you see those opportunities where you have created something, you have completed something, you are doing something that's impacting change, grab them. Grab those proof points because you can use those and have them double click into a, 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 a report that you've had to do or anything that is like they're, they're like amendments or attachments to the report that people can double click on and see you in action, right? And then start looking at what is it you want at your company and how do your skill sets align with what the company is trying to accomplish? And that could, again, be creating a more inclusive culture at work, creating, um, you know, sales in a particular area. Like there's so many different ways you can look at it, creating more industry recognition. Where do you align with any of those? And if there's one that you feel most strongly about, start partnering even before you even have an official partnership, start looking at ways that you can use your brand at work to, to accomplish those goals for the company. Because the reason why is that you will create visibility for yourself that will take you to the next level. Absolutely. And I think that's what we need to be doing is how do we make ourselves more visible to take ourselves to the next level? And that really yes. is up to us. It really is in our hands. It's our power. And when we find that voice, we express that power, I think. Um, so mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Um, really, really grateful. My, like I said, you know, I've spent 10 years in tech and if I had really considered a lot of these things while I was in corporate, um, you know, I know that I probably could have made a difference in, in a lot of different ways. So I'm very grateful for your time today. Um, I do wish you the absolute best. I thank everyone for joining in today and the replay will be available shortly and it'll also be available on your favorite podcast channel. So thank you it. so much. <laughs> Bye. Created live on Fireside.